0: The NFL Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Louisiana, Michigan, New Jersey, New York, Tennessee, and Virginia. From same from boosted same-game parlays to live in-game odds, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today and bet $100. Get a $100 free bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet sports dot com slash wynnbet to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Thanksgiving Free Roll Contest. Everyone who hits a football bingo in our contest will win a hundred dollars cash and a hundred dollar gift card to the SGPN merch store, exclusively on SGPN app. I'm just about that action, boss. Back with another Tuesday edition of the NBA NFL. Wow, we're talking NFL. NFL Gambling Podcast. You know me, you know the voice, you know the guy. It's me, really real, villain rail Terrell Furman Jr. And I have my guy, partner in picks, Scott Studio, right? So, Scott, what's going on?
1: Yeah, doing pretty well. Looking forward to going through the NFL slate. I know there's currently football on different type of football and it's in a different country but team usa doing well so far hopefully they keep it up knock on wood there but either way looking forward to it definitely a pretty well honestly awful nfl card last week in terms of points if you were looking for overs you probably got killed but hopefully you see more scoring this time around
0: yeah absolutely and yes we are sweating the usa wales game right now uh it probably will conclude by the time we finish this podcast, so you're going to get a very, very live sweat between us watching that game right now. And yeah, we're over back into the NFL Thanksgiving week. We've got three Thanksgiving games, and then everything else on Sunday. It, it's going to be a good card: Giants, Cowboys this week. I'm looking forward to it. Do
1: you have any uh, thing you want to say about what unfolded on Sunday involving your team, or in, not even? No, I mean
0: I. I I clearly said it was a look ahead spot like they're clearly looking ahead like it was a clear honest to god look ahead spot for the Detroit Lions and I think I came on here and said I would give up an L to the Lions just so I can get a W at the Cowboys like I'm perfectly fine with that I trust you know what leadership has going on and what the plan is and now I think that You know, Dave's is about to come in and beat the shit out of Cowboys on Thanksgiving like they always lose on Thanksgiving, and that's going to spark this run we're about to go on. We have like four straight division games after this, so that's really what we were looking forward to, those four straight division games. Nobody was thinking about the Lions.
1: Yeah, that's fair.
0: All right. Before we get into the slate let's talk about win bet where they are now live in arizona colorado indiana louisiana michigan new jersey new york tennessee and virginia you got casino play online sports betting the win bet win hour gets you 5 to 6 p.m eastern time each thursday marquee games of the week at better odds so i mean what where else what else would you do you get in the best odds at a certain time any game you want. Well, any of the marquee game you want. So, come on. So much to choose from. All you have to do is head over to sportsgamingpodcast.com slash winbet. That's sportsgamingpodcast.com slash W-I-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. All subject to exchange terms and conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 or older and present in the state. where play through. Winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Let's get into the slate. Thursday, Thanksgiving, Turkey Day, we have Buffalo Bills going to play the Detroit Lions. 54 is the totals come up from 51. Buffalo are just played in Detroit this past weekend when the game got moved from Buffalo to Detroit. Here playing in Detroit again, this time actually against the Lions. 54 is the total in the Dome. Uh, I'm. You're really not going to get too much of a deep injury report here, kind of early in the week. But Scott, what are you doing here, at 54?
1: I see a 53 and a half. I think I'm going to have to kind of lean to the over. I understand that, on principle, maybe the early game on Thanksgiving, short week, you'll probably blindly take the under. But I don't see much defense being played between these teams. Uh, Detroit defensively was okay against the Giants. I know that Daniel Jones still had like 340 passing yards, and it just seemed like turnovers killed the Giants. I thought they moved the ball pretty well. Uh, The Lions moved the ball well. Uh, Jamal Williams had three touchdowns. He played well. Uh, The Bills, after a very slow start, woke up offensively. They looked sharp. And defensively, with them missing a bunch of people in the secondary, Amari Cooper just cooked them, and Mm -hmm. they couldn't really stop Brissett in the passing game. I see points here. There's no travel for Buffalo. I'm curious how the fans are going to break down for this one. I'm assuming there'll be more Buffalo fans, but I'm really not sure Mm because Buffalo travels very well. But I'm on the over. I think you'll see a bunch of points. I think Buffalo probably scores 35. Wouldn't surprise me if I told you that Buffalo scored five touchdowns in this game. So I'm going to go with the over. I can understand the angle on the short week. If you want to go with an under, I'm just not going to do it because I don't like either defense right now. Give me the over.
0: Yeah, um I almost uh, I kind of want to go I kind of wanted to go over but I think I'm going under here and it's just that uh we're still playing on a Thursday in totals of 50 or of over 50 or 50 or more um 24 14 and 1 to the under so pretty good historical trend there and uh the Bills road unders are 5 and 0 this season and so that's another another key portion there. And the Bills already playing in this stadium last week. But it's just more kind of fate in this lines. I think that there's going to be a lot of regression offensively after, you know, putting up 30-piece on the Giants that I don't think that they're going to have to be able to do against the Bills' defense. I think that they're going to struggle against that Bills' defense and to move the ball. And they're going to look to establish the run, try to get anything going through the pass. And I'm nah, – no, I think the Bills' defense is – even though it's banged up, they still – one of the – Number one defense in DVOA over for the season, still the Buffalo Bills. So um I feel pretty good about the Bills' defense, hoping their own. And then, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't think that the I don't think that this total's too high where I can say that the Bills are going to do all the scoring and be able to take this over the total. So I think with a large spread, Bills doing most of the scoring. I think this is a regression game for the Lions offensively. Yeah, I'm going under the 54.
1: I'm just penciling Buffalo in for basically 35. So I'm just assuming that Detroit can get to 20 or 21. Yeah. We'll see. I don't think they do.
0: Uh, Give me a Detroit team total under two.
1: Okay. All
0: right. Next game we have the New York football giants going to play the Dallas Cowboys in Dallas 44 and a half as the totals come up from 43. I hate to say it, but I'm going under this one too. I'm going under in this one too, and it's really Dallas defense. I think Dallas defense is going to, you know, continue to play as good as they have all season. But I think this is the get-up spot for the Giants. I really do. I think this is the get-up spot where Dave's Wink 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 is going to find a way to dial up this defense and dial up a blitz, something that can get to and rattle Black. Get and rattle that Prescott. And to end this game, get them off balance, get them just feeling uncomfortable, especially after giving up 30 points last week. Like, I understand that, you know, there's a bunch of injuries on that defensive side of the ball for the New York Giants. Adoree Jackson's going to be out for three to five weeks. And I do put Adoree Jackson's injury on the coaching staff because everybody said you shouldn't start play. You shouldn't have your starting corner, your best corner that's been playing lights out this season, returning kicks because freaking uh, Richie James just can't hold on to the ball. Like You should have found somebody else. You should have went another direction with it rather than using him. Now he gets injured on a kickoff
1: on a punt return and he's out now. So I got injured um, anyway, but I'm kind of surprised that Wandale wasn't doing kick returns, but he got hurt as well. Yeah, yeah.
0: And it, it really was shocking. Wandale probably should have been the person back there doing it, if you want anybody doing it. But, hey, it is what it is. I think the defense is still dialed in this game. You're going to get a good pass rush from this defense. You're going to get a bunch of different looks. And they're going to really just throw the Cowboys off their game. And just, again, another little bit of a letdown from where they just blew out the Vikings last week. I think the Giants' defense steps up, and because I know that the Cowboys' defense is really, really good and they're going to give our offense some issues, I think this is going to be a defensive struggle on Thanksgiving in a division game. Give me the under 44.5. I'm
1: on the under as well. I feel like a lot of it has to do with the fact that I know I just mentioned on the over, it is in the the, uh, Detroit game against Buffalo, but this is a division game on a short week, which I just think is a completely different animal, Mm -hmm. and you're looking at what the Cowboys want to do they want to run the ball, and can the Giants stop the run? Not really, if I'm being honest. So I do think <laughs> Dallas can run the ball well, but the point is I think they're going to eat up a bunch of clock. We saw their game plan against Minnesota was basically setting up play action. Of course, he had Pollard who went nuts for two receiving touchdowns and a hundred something yards. But for the most part, Dallas just dominated time possession, had a couple of really long drives, and I do think that the Giants are going to try to deploy a bend but don't break defense. They might give up a lot of yards, maybe hold the Cowboys to a bunch of field goals and try to win that way. Yep. My question for you is, do you think the Giants offensive line can actually hold off the Cowboys defense, the Cowboys defensive line? Because it seems like we both agree, not really.
0: I um I actually don't think it's I don't think it's gonna be more of like the pass rush. I just think that they just have a really good scheme going on where they're just throwing teams off balance. So I think the offensive line is gonna be okay. It's not gonna be like a uh, the Giants aren't going to be able to move the ball at all. I think that there's going to be similar to – and really similar to the Lions game where the Giant – Daniel Jones had 300-something yards passing. Like he – Yeah. They were able to move the ball in that game, but they just couldn't put up points. I think that they'll be able to move the ball somewhat, but this Dallas defense just doesn't give up a bunch of points. Like they are going to protect the end zone, protect you from putting points on the board. And I think that's where they're going to give us a lot of issues.
1: Well, I also do want to ask, with Wondell being out, your receiving core now is basically – a hodgepodge of slayton who i like you have galladay who is still on the roster even though most fans kind of don't want him to be there and richie james as you said before or whoever you want to technically mention as their third wide receiver do you think that's good enough because you're assuming Diggs will be matched up on slayton because i don't think the cowboys are scared of galladay i don't even think i
0: don't even think that I don't even think he's going to travel with Slayton. I wouldn't put him on Slayton. I would not put him on Slayton if you told me that. uh, I think he's
1: the only receiver worth a damn on the current roster. No,
0: but I wouldn't put him on there because that's just a pure mismatch of how – like Slayton's going down the field. He's going down the field. He's a burner. He's going to get behind you and get into the next level, and that's not what – um Diggs does well like that's not we see when we talk about double moves him biting on double moves all the time and all that he takes a bunch of chances and slayton's a guy that's gonna if you take a chance he's gonna kill you for it and so- uh, I'm,
1: I'm gonna push back on that a little bit I, I think he took a lot of chances last year and that's why he got burned all the time this year has actually been really really good and he absolutely shut down jefferson jefferson did nothing the entire day i think that even though i acknowledged he was an extremely Boomer bust corner last year, and I was worried about how he'd hold up this year. He actually really has not given up basically any big plays this year, and he's done a much better job of avoiding the biting on double moves and stuff like that, but it's mostly just the fact that I'm not sure how the Giants are going to consistently move the ball besides running it with Saquon, who was terrible last week. I think he'll get back on track. It's mostly just assuming both teams are going to try to run the ball and drain clock in a division game. I, I don't know how much stock to put into the Monday night game earlier this year because you had Cooper Rush at quarterback, but that game was an absolute rock fight for pretty much the entire way through. Mm. I am going to go with the under in this one, though. It's a division game between two teams that are fighting for second place, two teams that really need wins in order to improve their playoff seating. I think both teams come out a bit tight, and I think you're going to see a low-scoring first half. Maybe the game opens up because of kind of what happened in the Monday night game the first time they played. But I do think you'll end up seeing a bit of a defensive struggle for at least the first 30 minutes. That's good enough for me. I'm going to take the under.
0: Yeah, no. I mean, it's, we're on the same side of that one. But the game
1: matters. It's not like you have one team, like, that – I mean, Detroit, I guess, has kind of been good de- or decent lately. So you could argue they're fighting for a playoff spot. But for the most part, whoever wins this game should, keyword should – finish in second place. Would you agree with that? I mean, Dallas, if they win this, I think is automatically at least in second place because they have the 2 nothing head head-to-head against the Giants. Yeah. No,
0: I agree. I agree. I think next is in, yeah, definitely second place or better.
1: Yeah, that's how I look
0: at it. All right. Um, Where'd we go? All right, next game on the slate, we have the New England Patriots playing Minnesota Vikings. 42 is the total, come down from 43 and a half. Early money says all the money is on the under in this game. Oh, I mean, I
1: – I'm on the under. You think I have faith in Kirk Cousins against the Belichick defense?
0: I, I really I really want to find some type of way that says that Minnesota is able to move the ball here, but, dog, last night was terrible. I had a, gr- I had a great time. Well, I mean, it, yeah, I had a great time. I was on Cowboys. So was I. Yeah, so I had a great time. But in terms of Minnesota, absolutely terrible and disgusting. And you got to think it turns around on a short week. You got to think they turn that around in a short week. Like, there's no way you go play as bad as you played in that game. And it just seems like during the two entire NFC East teams. So maybe that's a little peek ahead for the future. They're struggling against the NFC East a lot, but I don't know, man. I mean, uh, you're this, you're not going to give me a total that's low enough where I'm not going to say, yeah, I'm probably going to take the under.
1: Yeah. I have and to then, go with the under. And then you're talking about the, the Patriots offense that still looks bad. Jones statistically was decent and the weather uh, it's tough to really evaluate uh, how teams will look offensively. A, like the week prior, because of weather and that wind in the uh Jets Patriots game was disgusting, which is why you had folk miss a bunch of kicks, it was 3 3 with 20 seconds left, and then you had the punt return touchdown. Having said that, Jones did do decently, which Another is also M. Jones. M.
0: Jones did win them the game,
1: yeah, that is true, that is technically true, but the point is. You look at Mac Jones's numbers, and you're like, all right, what do he complete? 80-something percent of his passes, 240 yards? Pretty good. And then you look up, and you see they have three points on offense. So the Patriots w- are going to drain a bunch of clock. They're going to run the ball. Minnesota, I think, is going to struggle with Kirk Cousins against Belichick's defense. Ooh. This New England defense is very, very good. And Judon's a really good defensive lineman. So I do think you're going to see Minnesota struggle in pass protection. The Cowboys sacked Cousins, what, seven times? I mean, it was, it was hideous, that D, that offensive line uh, against the Cowboys last week. I think you'll see a similar story here. So for me, I'm just going to go with the under. I think you'll see a very ugly game. Mm-hmm. I think New England is a good shot to win the game. But once again, this is a total show. I'm just going to go with the under. I'll dare one of these teams to break through repeatedly offensively. I don't see that happening. Now, it isn't a dome, which helps, but I am going to go with the under. I really don't see New England taking many shots And I think Cousins will be running for his life the entire game. So I'm just going to go with the under.
0: All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Baltimore Ravens going to play the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday. 44 is the total. 46 and a half is where it opened. come down to 44, probably after that abysmal offensive showing versus the Panthers at home. Weather for Jacksonville looks like 15 mile per hour winds, overcast, 78 degrees. What are you doing in here with a total
1: of 44? So I'm going to go with the under in this one. I understand if you're expecting a bounce back performance from Baltimore because they really were not good against the Panthers. Once again, just like the Patriots game, I don't know how much to read into it because the wind was atrocious. Pretty much on the entire East Coast, which is why you had a bunch of low-scoring games. So I don't really know what to read into for that, but since the weather was so bad, I'd at least expected the Ravens to run the ball better, and they did not. They really didn't do anything on the ground. I know that Lamar Jackson had a rushing touchdown, but Kenyon Drake was supposed to start. He did basically nothing. Uh, Jackson was off the bye. Uh, are they a good offensive team? No. Occasionally they have moments, but I'm still not sold. Baltimore secondary has really picked it up, and I can't say that I'm totally surprised because they had a bunch of injuries uh, earlier in the year. Uh, Peters and Humphrey were battling injuries, and it mm-hmm. seems like they're fully healthy and they've Eighth kind of looked sharp. DVLA. I was going to say they've been sharp since. So I think that there's a common misconception about Baltimore now that the pass defense is awful because of a pa- because of passing yards allowed per game, but you look at how they've done lately. They've been a lot better because their top two corners have been healthier as the season has progressed. But for the sake of this game I'm on the under, Baltimore doesn't have any weapons offensively besides Andrews. And you're looking at the actual ground game. Maybe Gus Edwards is back. Are you really scared of Edwards and Kenyon Drake? Probably not. I know they've basically been mediocre running backs or depth pieces for a while, and now they have to have a huge role on their, respect, on their team at the moment. So I personally just see a low-scoring game here. I think this total's too high. You mentioned how it might be windy again. I'll take my chances. I'm on the under. I just don't see either team generating many big plays besides hoping Baltimore breaks a huge run. I know Demarcus Robinson had a good game last week for Baltimore. I saw him with Kansas City. Do I think he's a good receiver? Not really. There's a reason why Kansas City cut him. But I'm going to go with the under. I think this total's too high. All right. Um... Does either often scare you in this game?
0: Yeah, the Ravens. But I'm saying uh, you're
1: saying the Ravens scary because you're just hoping Lamar or, or just breaks one no, and they run wild. But I don't see many no, big I passes. Don't think, no, it's
0: not even the run game for me in this in this game. I'm not even looking at the run game. I think that this is more of a pat. This is one of the games where Lamar's going to look really really good as a passer, and it's going to show how much the Ravens have been trying to make an emphasis on him as a passer this year. Like that, they have come into this year and you can see throughout all the games that, hey, we want Lamar to sit in the pocket and be able to just fire the ball and we move the ball through the air. And when I sit here and I look at this Jags defense and his secondary and how much they are being able to give up pass, I think that that is where Lamar can attack them. And I think that's what the game plan is this week is that the run game is not working for us right now. And we are going to keep workshopping it. We're going to keep trying it. We're not going to abandon the run, but we are going to make an uh, conscious effort to attack them through the air and be able to move the ball down the field and put points on the board. So um, I think this is actually a little nice of a bounce back spot for the Ravens on the road going to play Jacksonville and just what that defense has looked for Jacksonville, which is 28th and past DVOA.
1: Yeah. So, you look at the numbers for Jacksonville lately, especially, they can stop the pass to save their lives. So yeah. Baltimore should try to move it through the air and I think they'll have some success. I think this is their bounce back. I like Baltimore's team total over. I think Baltimore is going to perform well. I don't think Jacksonville contributes much at all in this game. Yeah,
0: I give you uh I w- if I had to pick this side, I would guess I'll say under because I don't know what Jacksonville is going to do. I really see I, like a 27-13. I,
1: I really see a 27-13 type game. I think
0: Baltimore wins yeah. comfortably. Yeah, I'm I feel really good about Baltimore's team total over. That's one of my favorite plays, but uh yeah, if I had to pick, I'll just say under because the Jazz, Jacksonville has not looked very well as of late. Yeah. All right. Next game on the slate, we have Tampa Bay Bucks going to play the Cleveland Browns in Cleveland. 43 and a half is the total f- opened up at 45 and a half because the weather is possible. Drizzle rain. 14 mile per hour winds, 53 degrees outside. Alright, the Bucks are back. They're off the buy. I mean... I did not miss them last week, I'll tell you that much. I, I missed fading them. They bore the crap <laughs> out of me. I missed fading them. I did. Alright. Um. I mean, Cleveland's defense is so bad. I know. This Bucks team just yeah. hasn't been able to put up points against anybody. Against anybody. It doesn't matter how good or bad the defense is playing. They haven't been able to put up points. I'm just gonna blank I'm like I'm I don't know. The weather's not bad enough where I'm concerned about the weather in, in Cleveland, but fuck, how do you take an under
1: with Cleveland? I'm not sure if you can. I've made a fortune this season blindly betting Tampa Teen Total Unders. They've been incredible and they've made me money. They even made me money in Germany while uh the Buccaneers opened up a huge lead and then immediately just stopped caring in the second half, I guess. I mean, they tried to run the trick play pass to Brady, which was intercepted, which is still one of the funniest play calls I've ever seen. But I do think you're going to end up seeing Cleveland's defense struggle. I guess the only question is with the weather and all, if you're supposed to see drizzle and you're supposed to expect, I'd say run, uh, I'd say a positive game flow for ground games because the weather's supposed to be bad. Tampa's ground game really did well against Seattle, at least compared Mm -hmm. to their normal season numbers, and not, my question for season. you is, is that fluky? Or do you think they found something with White kind of becoming a 1A, 1B with Fournette? I'm not sure. Like they really like him. They said he's the, he's the guy now. I'm kind he's of curious because the point is we saw basically a one-game sample size of Tampa actually looking good running the ball. And I'm kind of just wondering if you think that's a bit fluky. Or do you think maybe they found something? Because Cleveland's defense is really, really bad. And I've roasted that defense all season long. But I am curious what you think.
0: I think that they're pretty I mean, I think they might have found something. Like it's I don't I don't hear too many times that, you know, guy goes off and they come out immediately and say he's the guy. He's the starter going forward. He looked good. Yeah, like there's not too many times. And we all, I feel like, you know, watching Rashawn White, is like, all right, like, you know, he, there's something there. There's something there, but mm-hmm. you just thought that it was going to have to be an injury for it to come out. Like it, you didn't think that he would just outplay him into the starting role, but he's gotten a lot better in pass protection. He's able to be on the field for more downs. He's able to have a better workload. Like maybe, yeah, maybe White was just like, maybe Fournette was just somebody to get them. Like at this point, they were like, all right, he's playing well for us. But when White comes all the way along and he's exactly where he we want him to be, then we're gonna go to him. And I that's think White it also gives like. you.
1: I think it gives you versatility as well. Like I think it's pretty safe to say, even though playoff Lenny is a thing, and I you you know he can put up some numbers. Realistically, you know what Fournette is. He's a physical runner who's pretty good in the red zone because of that. They throw him the ball a lot because Bray doesn't have much arm strength. Does he Does he have good hands? Not really, but he's kind of forced to catch a lot of passes because of the mm-hmm. check downs that Brady throws white looks extremely comfortable in the passing game. So that's another, I'd say, plus you have by using him. I think they're still going to use both. I don't think that he's going to get like 80% of the snaps now, but I do think that white's going to have a good role. And I wonder if the passing game might become a little bit more dynamic because of the fact that white looks a lot more comfortable in the backfield catching passes. So I think it kind of depends, but I, th- oh boy, do I think Cleveland's going to move the ball against this defense? I think they'll have moments. Like Cooper's still a pretty good receiver. Uh, the ground, the running defense has really not been good. They just, it for Tampa this it's, year. It's so
0: funny because, but like, if you look at, like, you know, well, you talk about, um, we're about I'm about to nerd out here, but you talk about metrics and just numbers and all that. And it's like Tampa's defense has been solid. Like, 11th in run and DVOA, sixth in pass DVOA. Like they've been solid, but when you look up at the teams they're playing and you look at the scoreboard, it's like, wow, they still find a way to put up points. <laughs> mm-hmm. Like they still find a way to put up points. It's also not the defense's fault well, the because
1: they're on the field all the damn time because Tampa's offense was useless for about two months.
0: Yeah. And I'm going over, even though. I'm going over just because I think that Tampa's going to be able to run the ball, and I think that they're going to have a lot of big exposure plays. This defense for the Cleveland Browns is actually like at this point is getting to be historically level bad.
1: Yeah, and I've been calling them out since like week two on this show.
0: Yeah, yeah, really, really bad. And so now I'm sitting here and I'm like, can I get anything from Cleveland? And Tampa just hasn't showed me anything that says that they're not going to give up something. Like they, I'll, they I'll, up-
1: I'll ask you this though.
0: They gave up 20 you, to, the, to Pittsburgh, 21 to the Panthers, 27 to Baltimore. Then you come back, finally, 13 and 16 in the last two games to the Rams and the Seattle. But, like, it seems like it's enough contribution to get over 43 and a half.
1: I'll ask you this, though. Since we still think Tampa's defense is good and we know that uh, Cleveland's defense is bad, what's the magic number that you need from Tampa for this game to go over? You give me 27. Okay, so I'll ask you this. Do you think Tampa off a of bye can actually score 27 against Cleveland? Because Cleveland's defense stinks, but we know Tampa's offense has been awful all season long. So yes. that's why I'm asking. Do you think Tampa yes, has a good chance? Entire time. Yes, do you yes, think they, they run have run a good the chance ball. to get to 27?
0: Yeah, yeah. If they run the ball the entire time, I do. If they run the ball, then – Yes, because okay. I think that that's where their explosive plays are going to come from. I don't think it's going to be down the field. Well, I mean, I'm sure it's going to be a few, but I don't think it's going to be like they're going to get 20 yard runs here, 15, 20 yard runs there. Like it's it's going to be on the ground, and supposed explosive plays on the ground, and what the ground will open up for the passing game. That's why I think okay, in a big play, Tampa offense. I think they can put up points. It's when you got to be methodical. You got to have long drives. You got to go down the field from the your own 20 and go score a touchdown. That's where I'm like, all right, Sample just doesn't have that in them. But to get big chunk plays, to be able to work with short fields that they may be given. Yeah, I think that Sample will do
1: pretty all right. I think I'm an lean to the under. I really don't feel great about this. This is probably one of my least favorite totals of the overall card because Cleveland is such an over team because of their defense, but Tampa is such an under team because of their defense. But I'm going to go with the under. At the end of the day, we said the magic number from Tampa's 27. I'm going to dare them to get there because I believe they have yet to get there all season long. So if it happens, it happens. But I do think that a lot can go. I think a lot needs to go right for the over because you mentioned the weather as well and Cleveland wants to run it. Tampa historically has been good at stopping the run this year. Not so much, but they completely shut down Kenneth Walker last week. So maybe they turned a corner, but I'm looking at Tampa's numbers this season and it's why I've taken a lot of their team total unders. Tampa has not scored more than uh, 23 points in nine of their 10 games. Hmm. So I'm not going to blindly pick him to get to 27. I'm going to go with the under. I agree with you. I think Tampa needs to get to 27 for this game to go over. I'll believe it when I see it. I'm going to go with the under. No chance. I bet this total though. But keep an eye on the weather.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I can't back an under with Cleveland. I can't. Yeah, I'm going I got Over it. on that note. Next game on the slate, we have the Chicago Bears playing the New York Jets. 41 and a half is the total. This total's come down from 48. Uh, I can't believe it was at forty-eight. Overcast and seventy and seven mile per hour winds. Um, I feel like I really. Why do I feel? Why do I feel like that? The Bears are about to come in here and have like an incredible offensive explosion in midlife.
1: I mean, Justin Fields is also injured, so I don't know why you feel that way. He's probably going to play, but he's been battling a bit of an injury. I think this game is going to be hideous. I don't
0: know, man. I feel like the Bears are gonna come in here and put up some points. Oh, the Bears might. I've I've just seen Zach Wilson. Oh no, Zach Wilson is really bad. That Jets offense is really bad. But um, I just think that their Bears are unorthodox enough to be able, like that's what that's how you get some of these, like you know, defensive coordinator head coaches and those guys, and that have like a really good set defense for most. NFL teams. And then you come in here and you throw them a mobile quarterback in a backyard style offense. And it just kind of torches them up like Belichick a lot of years when he was facing a mobile quarterbacks. I, I feel like this could be a little bit like that. And Chicago just finds a way to keep up what they've been doing offensively recently. Now they just got to find a way to actually win the game.
1: I would feel that way if I knew Justin Fields was actually healthy, but since he's kind of banged up a little bit, that does have me concerned. According to initial reports, He's uh, day to day with a shoulder injury. It is his left shoulder though, so it's not his throwing shoulder. Uh, mm-hmm. There's more optimism than there was last night. So we'll see if I'll we'll see how he looks. We know Fields' game is based on his running ability anyway. But I guess I'm asking this: Do you think the Jets are actually going to move the ball against Chicago because this def- this defense is awful? Chicago's defense is really really bad. It mm-hmm. might be the worst unit in the league based on what we've seen for the last couple of weeks because mm-hmm. Fields has been a superhero and they haven't won a game because they can't stop anybody and now I can't say I'm surprised because they ended up uh fight they ended up trading a couple of their key pieces mm-hmm. because they kind of embraced a tank and I do think you're going to end up seeing a spot where you're looking at a situation involving the Jets run defense against the Bears and I do think you'll end up seeing a spot where something's going to have to give fields, maybe can end up generating big plays. I'm not sure about it, but we'll see. I think you're going to end up seeing a lower scoring game because I do think Zach Wilson is really that bad. So mm-hmm. I'm just going to go with the under. I understand if you want to blindly take the over with the bears, I don't feel oh, right about they're about to do a penalty. Yeah, that I knew the only way that the whales were going to score is a stupid tackle. But anyway, I'm going to go with the under I'll dare Zach Wilson, who might have lost the locker room, to actually move the ball. The Jets coaching staff also doesn't trust him. <laughs> do them.
0: you feel like you let the defense down? No. no? Okay. <laughs> I mean, you had, nine, you
1: had nine completions in the team. Like, you got to take months. accountability
0: there, man. You got to take a account- kill. You got to take accountability at that point. Like you. Yeah, I do feel like I let them down. Like that's it. That's oh man. It's that a simple cool.
1: answer. I mean, you just say yes, and then you move on. But mm-hmm. I- I'm just going to go ahead and go with the under. I don't think the Jets do much in this game. And I do really like this Jets defense. Yeah, man.
0: Penalty, and it's good. All right. 1-1 one, one, Wales.
1: I can't that say cashes, I'm surprised. I mean, that cashes
0: my both teams to score. I had it at even money.
1: So U.S. was dominating the entire game, and then they mm-hmm. just stopped it was a penalty straight, at, yeah. at the 81st
0: minute. So 1-1 Wales in the 81st minute. I, I mean, 1-1 U.S. Wales 81st minute cashed both teams to score over two at least pushes. Uh, they're really excited for a penalty kick. Come all right.
1: Well, they need to. Wales was terrible the entire game.
0: Yeah, like they really was really really bad. Man, US just folds. Like, oh, just fade the US. Like, I should have. I don't I know about fading. I think the
1: team's okay, but it's a game they should have definitely. have. I should have played the draw as soon as US went up, I thought it was gonna. I thought going into the game they draws nil nil, but you know, whatever. All right. All
0: right. Anyway, I, I, I and I was thinking one one. All right, back to actual real football here. Give me the over. I'm Chicago's defense is bad, and I think that their offense is gonna find ways to move the ball for against the Jets. All right, next we have the Cincinnati Bengals playing Tennessee Titans. 42 and a half is the total in Tennessee. Looking at injury report, 12, 13 mile per hour winds, 58 degrees. I mean, Cincinnati had a really good offensive showing last night, but getting Vrabel as a short dog. 42 and a half, what are you doing?
1: For this one... I am kind of on the fence here because I think Cincinnati can move the ball against this Mm -hmm. team. Tennessee really reinvented its defense, and it has been really good since. But, you know, you still got Burrow. You have a lot of weapons there. I'm concerned about Cincinnati's defense. You're off a bye, and you give up 20-something points to Kenny Pickett. I think I'm going to link to the over. In this game, I feel like a lot of people are going to like the under because Tennessee, they're a defensive minded team. They had a couple extra Mm -hmm. days to prep and all this stuff. I'm going to go to the over. I thought Pickett actually looked competent against the Bengals, and that's a problem because I don't Mm -hmm. think Pickett's very good. I'm going to go with the over. I think you'll see both teams move the ball. Mixon had a concussion, though, so keep an eye on that because I'm not sure if he's going to play in this game or not. I mean, even if he plays, he's
0: probably he might not have any impact in his
1: game. He might not, all. anyway. Because <laughs> Tennessee's
0: run defense is really, really good.
1: Yeah, and Pierre Ryan had three touchdowns, too. I'm just throwing it out there for injury news. Mixon might not be there, but yeah, I am going to go with the over. I think that you're looking at a spot where Tennessee's offense was actually pretty good against Green Bay, and Tannehill might have kind of built up some confidence because of how mm-hmm. well he played against Green Bay. But I see a total that is at 42 and a half. I think Burrow's going to move the ball because I think he's a very good quarterback. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to go with the over. I see this game finishing 24-20. Hmm. 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 Are you concerned at all about how bad the Bengals' defense looked against Pickett because I didn't think they looked good?
0: No, no, yeah, I'm definitely concerned about that. And, I mean, if you – uh I know they were blowing Carolina out, but you know I'm I'm and going back to even you know uh, Cleveland, like very concerned about that defense these last few games. My, I mean, I'm just trying to figure out why the totals is this low. I think just because of Tennessee's
1: reputation, and everybody's still betting the under. Cause chase is not there and Tennessee's defense has been good and you expect him to run the ball and all this other stuff, but I don't know. I, I, I'm expecting to see more points than people think. I think both offenses might be able to move it in this game.
0: Yeah. Burrow just finds a way to get it done. Sometimes
1: Yeah, he finds um, a way Higgins is still really good. I still don't and- really like Tennessee's secondary and, you know, I know that this has to be the, this is the borough. This is the borough go off game. It's got to be like. It you, might have been last I mean, week because he was incredible good. against the Steelers. But the point is Green Bay was a really awful run defense and they sold out to stop Henry and Tannehill did his thing. And I kind of wonder after a bad season so far with injuries attached to it, maybe Tannehill found some renewed confidence. Maybe. And I'm not exactly sold on Cincinnati secondary anyway. I mean, you're, you have Eli Apple as a top two corner. I'm not exactly sold on that. So I'm going to lean to the over. I'm kind of yeah, hoping that I you mean, might see a decent amount of shots downfield. I'm
0: just – I think team – I'm really on a team total today. Yeah, give me t- Tennessee's team total over. I really see a 24-20 type game. like, why is this so low? I'm just – that's why – that's really what's pausing me because I'm just not understanding why the line is here.
1: Is there weather? Yes, I
0: understand. Yes, I understand what the, you know. Is the weather bad in this game? No, it's not. It looks regular. Why is this line? Okay, whatever. This just seems like we're way above the pack in this one. Give us all over. Yeah, I agree. That's very, very confusing. All right, whatever. Houston, Texas playing the Miami Dolphins in Miami. 46 is the total. Up a point from open at 45. 11.2 mile per hour winds. 86 degrees humid outside. I mean Well, I got to say this. Let's let's cut, let's start with this. This line is 12. And so double digit spread games have a history of going under. But man, is Miami going to cook the fuck out of the Texans this week?
1: They really should off the bye Houston's defense is really bad and Stingley didn't even play last week and if he's not there and you have to deal with Tyree Kill and Jalen Waddle good luck to you because Stingley oh, is the best corner they have people have kind of underrated him all year long because Sauce Gardner is doing Sauce Gardner things but Stingley's a very good corner guy is extremely talented so I had money on the commanders this past weekend and that was never in doubt because Houston is just an awful football team they're the worst team in the league they only scored three points and Miami's defense is bad. Like I don't think this is a good defensive unit. I think Washington's actually one of the most underrated defenses in the league. But do I think the Texans contribute enough to send this game over? And weather's not going to be a factor, so mm-hmm. that definitely helps the over. But Milt, I, I actually, is there any wind in Miami? Uh, because or- you know the temperature is no, going right. to be fine.
0: No, I think what I just say. I forgot what I just said. Hold on. It- Eleven looks like eleven mile power wins. Okay, it's not so, terrible. I mean, it's it's not no, it's not bad. You, should, your NFL quarterback should be able to throw in that.
1: I guess I'm gonna ask you this: If Miami gets to thirty, do you think that Houston can actually do enough to send this game over? Do you think Houston can get to seventeen? And that's only assuming Miami <laughs> scores thirty. Like they could score. Yeah, 40. that's
0: what I'm saying. Like, like Houston could really dial up a defense, and but it just seemed like they could come lackadaisical off the bye looking past Houston. I mean, you're coming off the bye and you're going to play Houston like you're not really you know. You know like what? I th- I, think, I think I'm going to go with game. the over
1: in this game. I just I think I'm on the over. The more that I think about it, the more I see Miami opening up an immediate like thirty to seven lead, and then you're not have,
0: caring, and just you Mills just garbage time for
1: about a quarter. That's really how I see this going. I see garbage time being a serious. Why factor would you take this? Houston.
0: Why would you take this game serious if you're Miami? I feel. I really feel like there's no way Houston's going to stop
1: Miami. Miami but should take Miami's this game just seriously. Not they're, care. they're going for a division title. Buffalo's like falling apart. Like Miami yeah. can win the division. I think. I actually yeah. think so Miami's going to be focused. S- I think they're no,
0: I mean I I think focused on the offensive side of the ball, but defensively, like who cares? Your offense is putting up what probably 35 easy points in this game.
1: Yeah, I, I think I'm on the over. The more that I think about it, I really see a positive game flow for Houston garbage time to allow Houston to score points. And we even saw on the they're garbage time, they're gonna cover garbage time cover the spread, and they're gonna hit the over. We saw the it in the game. commanders game. Commanders were up basically 23 to 3. And yep. then the Texans just went down the field when it didn't matter and they scored a touchdown at the end. So I I can see an over here. And they do it all the time. They really they do because they're all so used the to it. They're garbage time experts at this point. Like, so I'm gonna go with the over.
0: At this point, is Davis Mills challenging Rams, Jared Goff, for garbage time expert?
1: I still think the Hall of Famer is Blake Bortles, but that's a separate story. Uh, Blake Bortles, Bortles is my crazy. all-time favorite garbage time. Bortles was quarterback crazy. he won me a fantasy title uh, from garbage time. Uh yeah, so man, I just
0: Oh my gosh! Yeah, I, I just I can't see Miami's defense
1: caring at all. I really. But they don't. might care for a half, but the game will be over at that point. So.
0: All right. Atlanta, it, the Atlanta Falcons playing the Washington Commanders in Washington. Forty-three is the total. Opened up at forty-two. Washington and see fifty-four degrees, possible drizzle, seven mile per hour winds. Uh, well, I mean, Atlanta's offense did something this week.
1: Oh, they did. It was, it was against the Bears, more. though, so I don't yeah. know if that counts. which is
0: a lot more than, I mean, I don't know. I am I really just, think I the Bears' think defense is the good. worst in the link. I don't think that Atlanta offense is, is any good anymore. I don't think you can back them with any confidence. I'm going under.
1: I think the only concern I still have regarding Atlanta is that if you stop the ground game, I know it's easier said than done, but Washington's a very good defensive front. Chase Young maybe comes back this week. He was rumored to come back last week, and he did not play. But if you stop Atlanta's ground game, they're screwed because the coaching staff doesn't trust Mariota, and I'm also not sure Mariota's any good. So the point is, I do think Washington, with the defensive line that they have, can really force Atlanta into becoming one-dimensional, Second and I think that's going to be a problem.
0: DBOA. Second and rush DBOA.
1: So that, That's really- my point. So I don't think Atlanta does much in this game. Heineke is a quarterback that I like because I do think he's capable of really not blowing games for you. He could also make plays down the stretch. Mm -hmm. Is he known to be a serious threat to lead a team to 30 plus points in a game? Not really. I think he's more of a game manager who can make big throws when he needs to down the stretch. I'm on the under here. I don't think Washington's offense is very good. I think it's fine. It's good enough where the defense can take over. And you could end up winning games. But at Atlanta, if they can't run the ball, I think they're going to implode. So I'm going with the under. because I think Washington's defensive line is going to absolutely dominate the game. 19-17. And Washington runs, too. I, I see a lot of running clock. 1917 final score. We're going under. Okay. If I, I'm going to say something closer to, uh, yeah, like 23-13. Okay. Give or take. I really like Washington. I mean, this team has been playing well.
0: Yeah. All right, Denver Broncos coming to Carolina to play the Carolina Panthers. Thirty-five.
1: Oh God, it's thirty-five.
0: Thirty-five is the total for this game. Do they join the Big uh, the Big Ten? And I'm gonna say, I mean, light. Let's light possible rain. Thirteen point five mile per hour wind, sixty-four degrees. Thirty-five is the total for this game.
1: It's gonna be a nail. Is it, biter. Is
0: it this point? Is it is it so low that you have to respect it and bet under?
1: I don't know, because I watched Baker play against Baltimore and he was really bad. Then again, the wind was a huge factor, but I mean the Broncos the- couldn't even score more than 13 against the Raiders. Like, I just I'm all, I'm on the under. I, I hate it. I it it's 35 is so low
0: I have to respect it. I yep. have to respect it. There's no way. This is so low. I have to respect it. Give me the under 35.
1: But the under or the over? Under. Okay. I I'm on the under.
0: It. Yeah. I have to res- I have to respect that they put they, – you are bold enough to put this line at 35. You can't score 13 against the Raiders this they can't, is, at home. This they can't is have NFL it. preseason total numbers, and they yep. were probably still higher than 35. If you if you're that confident to put the line at 35, I'm respecting it and going under. You're not going to scare me to an over.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm on the under as well. Once again, if you, if you only score 13 against the Raiders, I have no faith in you against Carolina. Because Carolina's defense is actually good. It's a good unit. And I think that Denver's defense is still very, very good. And Carolina has no weapons. DJ Moore is okay. Do I trust Baker to get him the ball? No. So I'm on the under. I really just see ugly, ugly football. And I think it's going to lead to a, a rock fight. If this game is 10-10 with five minutes to go, I would not be surprised.
0: Somebody find me a prop if I can bet for there to be exactly and only one total touchdown for the game. Just one.
1: I'd probably take two. I see a 13-10 type game. so
0: I'm going to play the one. One touchdown. That's it. That's all you get. Maybe you get a bunch of field goals. One touchdown. That's all we're getting. I'm
1: curious if I can actually find that. It just Um... sounds
0: so fun of a prop. Oh, my God. While you're looking for that, we're going on to the next one. I'm I'm not
1: going to find it, but I'm going to try. All
0: right. Las Vegas Raiders are playing the Seattle Seahawks in Seattle. 47.5 is the total. For Raiders, coming off of a win. Uh, I don't actually see any weather for Seattle. Hold on. See if I can find it.
1: Now we're both looking stuff up. Seattle weather... Yeah, I didn't find it. You might find it later in the week, but it's not up right now. Okay. Reminder, we're recording this early because it's Thanksgiving, so some of the props that we normally would have available aren't available yet. Yeah. Why am I...
0: Is this... No, that's current conditions. Why are you not showing me... Okay, there we go. All right, I don't have the weather for Seattle. I tried to get it. It didn't work. fine. Either way. Okay do the raiders do anything offensively?
1: Uh I mean on paper they should, but Seattle's defense is good at forcing turnovers and we know the raiders are a badly coached team. So uh It, it see I'll ask you this, how do you evaluate Seattle off the bye? Do you think they'll be fully dialed in offensively, defensively or both? I don't know. That's don't the point. What I don't know. Seattle's
0: either. gonna do coming off of by I don't know either. That's why I'm asking. Yeah. Oh uh, man. I so it's just like what it, it's really not even Seattle. It's what it what am I getting from the Raiders? Because the Raiders have shown us at different parts of the seasons they can put up points. They've say they shown us that they can't do anything. They've shown us that they can have a pretty good defense. They've shown us that they can have one of the worst defenses in the league. They've literally been the most up-and-down, terrible, most disgusting team in the entire league this year. Because it's not like you can just say they're always bad or they're always good. They just decide to show up in different moments.
1: Usually have a half. They have a half in each game where they play well and then terribly. It's why the Raiders have blown three separate 17-point leads this season. It's just because they'll look really good for 30 minutes, and then they go into the break, and McDaniels makes no adjustments because he's a bad coach, and they get blown out in the second half.
0: And so because of that and because I don't know what I want to do with this spread, I'm going to just go to the under because unders have been hitting at a crazy rate this season. So when in doubt, go under.
1: I'm on the under anyway. I think you're just going to be looking at a spot where – you said you don't know what the weather is i'm assuming the weather's not going to be good in seattle in the middle of november but i'm just expecting to see the raiders do classic raider things you know have a couple of big plays some dumb penalties to kill drives and the defense maybe the the defensive line can actually get after gino we'll see but seattle's defense is a bit underrated and i think that with the week off of, of and the week of extra prep you might see them perform well i'm going to go with the under I guess my question is if Seattle gets to 27, do I think this number's guarantee do I think they're guaranteed to go over? I don't, because I think the Raiders could mm-hmm. score 20 and I'm not exactly surprised. So, I'll go with the under. I see this game finishing somewhere around realistically I see like 27-20. I think it's really close. But I'm going to go with the under because the also Seattle's red zone offense is really not that good which is kind of a paradox. They're a good offensive team, but the red zone touchdown numbers are really not great. Mm-hmm. I could see a couple of long drives resulting in field goals. I don't trust either team in the red zone. I'll go with the under. Yeah. That's a, ew, disgusting.
0: All right. Next game, we have the Los Angeles Chargers playing the Arizona Cardinals. 47 and a half is the total in this one. I'll down, ask you this, please. though.
1: Does, does the Monday night game that hasn't happened yet have any impact, or do you think it will, besides injuries, on your handicap for this total?
0: No, because I think now are we just assuming Ky- since
1: Kyler's sitting out tonight that he plays next week? I think he should. You have a separate question of if Arizona's better with him or not, but we're not going to get into that. Um, Yeah, let's assume Kyler plays. Let's assume that his uh, the batteries in his controller died and he had to leave the house. Mm-hmm. So, I think I'm going to go with the over. Mm-hmm. It's really just a spot where I'm not sure if I like either of these defenses. I'm not going to fully blame the Chargers though. Like you know, you're against the 49ers and the Chiefs back to back weeks, so you're supposed to lose. The fact that both games were competitive, I think, was definitely a surprise to me. I thought the Chargers. Would be competitive against the, the Chiefs because of all the injuries to the wide receivers. I thought the Niners were going to kill that team and they hung around for a half plus. But I do think at the end of the day, you'll end up seeing a spot where you'll end where you could end up seeing really a lot of big plays here, a lot of defensive breakdowns. I'll go with the over. I just think you'll end up seeing both teams who are uber aggressive offensively in terms of play calling, even fourth down decision-making. I think you'll see points attract me breakout. I'll go with the over.
0: Yeah, I'm on, I'm on over as well, especially with with Kyler playing and just his ability to be able to extend plays. And that's where he's going to get that, that breakdown in the defense after he's able to extend the plays and those corners have been covering for too long uh one one draw for us well i mean everybody knows this by the time they're listening but yeah that's where we're at uh man yeah it's i mean it's it's clearly over i just i think that the cardinals are going to be able to move the ball on the ground i think that's going to open up things downfield i think kyler's going to be able to extend with his legs from that uh, charges pass rush and I still think that Herbert is pretty solid like he was able to do some very very good things against the Chiefs and like I said even against the uh, 49ers so yeah it just feels like a pretty good over spot assuming that nothing crazy happens on Monday night. Yeah. All right. Next on the slate we have the New Orleans Saints playing the San Francisco 49ers. 42 is the total. In San Francisco, we have five mile per hour winds, overcast of 62. I mean, are the Saints going to move the ball and be able to put up points?
1: They shouldn't. I don't. I don't think so. I, I'm not going to overact to them beating I, the Rams. I mean, the Rams. I don't know. I don't ones. even
0: know if I trust uh, under in this game because I think that you could very
1: well have a defensive touchdown by the 49ers in this game. Yeah. And Jimmy G could potentially do something stupid and maybe that results in quick points as well. But I'm not going to overreact to scoring 27 in a dome against the Rams whose season's already over. The Niners are competing for a division spot technically. I mean, Seattle, it depends if you think they hold on or not. But I can really just see a defensive clinic here. I can really see the Niners scoring 27 points and this game still goes under because there's no guarantee the Saints score two touchdowns. Yep. I'm going to go with the under. 100%. I 100%. I think the Niners defense puts the clamps down at home. No doubt for me
0: in that one. Next on the slate, we have the Los Angeles Rams going to play the Kansas City Chiefs in Kansas City. <laughs> it's so funny because I know at the like here it says the line opened at minus two and a half, but we all know that was before the season. And now as the season has gone on, they've realized, oh, wow, we were really, really wrong about this Rams team. And it's now at minus 14 and a half. Yeah. 44 is the total. I mean, do, do the Rams hold up their part of the bargain?
1: Stafford, it was in concussion protocol. So you might see Wolford back at center. They used Perkins last week. So maybe Perkins is starting in this game. I don't even know. Oh boy. Well, here let's ask
0: it this way: Do do the Rams hold up their side, their end on the defensive
1: side of the ball? I was gonna say define. Ah, uh, uh, no, I, I don't think so. I mean, the Chiefs offensively at home, I'm kind of just penciling them in for a guaranteed twenty-seven, maybe more. Mm-hmm. Do I think the Rams can actually move the ball? Because I, I think the Chiefs' defense has improved. I still don't think it's a great unit. It, it's better than last year, or it's, at least it's – actually, no, last year they were very good in the second half. So I, I think mm. that it's a decent unit. The weather and Arrowhead's the real question mark here because it's the middle of November, and you could end up seeing really cold weather, and West Coast teams in a dome are probably going to struggle traveling to play in the elements, especially after playing in a road game that was a dome as well last week. Oh boy. I don't I don't I'm even going know. Under. I'm going under. I think I'm leaning under, but I don't I don't even know anymore. I, I really don't I think the Chiefs are gonna do what they normally do, which is open up a decent lead and then drain a bunch of clock in the fourth quarter. They're gonna take their foot off the gas, they'll go on a five minute drive to kill the final five minutes, and I think they'll end up winning this game comfortably. But do I think that the Chiefs are gonna end up needing to score more than twenty seven points in this game? No. I could see a 27-10 to 10 type final, 27-13 type final. I guess I'll lean under. Um, I'm hoping for bad weather, but I do think it's definitely possible in Arrowhead in November. So give me the under, but I don't feel great about it.
0: All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Green Bay Packers on Sunday night playing the Philadelphia Eagles. Again, Funny story because this line opened up as a pick I'm back when the look ahead and is now minus seven. 45 and a half is the total. I mean, here we go. Let's ask the question again.
1: Do the Packers contribute anything at all? Watson's apparently good. The issue is he only catches touchdown passes. So. That's it. Nothing He's else. mostly just using the red zone. The issue is Green Bay's not in the red zone enough. Lazard was really not good last week. He cashed me a player prop, but he was really not good either. Rodgers looked awful. Uh, the offensive line is okay, I guess. And the ground game didn't and really they do much. one
0: of the best secondaries in the league.
1: Yeah, but the Eagles' defense has been kind of underwhelming the last couple of weeks. They picked it up after halftime against the, the Colts, so hopefully that can carry over. I think I'm just on the under. Green Bay's run defense is not good, and the Eagles want to run the ball, but I do think that the Green Bay run defense can maybe step up in some spots here, and the Eagles are also really just not a good second-half offensive team. Terrible. They they came back against the Colts, but still, they're not a good second-half offensive team. I mean, came back and put up 17. Yeah, I was going to say.
0: But, like, so, like, <laughs> they're just – they're they're not good in the second half.
1: I'm on I mean, the under. I,
0: I don't know what could possibly get me to an under, over in this game. I just don't know.
1: Yeah, I'm going to go with the under in this one. All right, Monday,
0: one week from today, we have Pittsburgh Steelers playing the Indianapolis Colts. 39-and-a-half is the total.
1: I'm – I'm kind of feeling to. I'm feeling like I should go contrarian over in this one. I want to. I think I'm going to. I think. I mean, it's the. It's in a dome. Okay, we can bat
0: my. That's Ryan. what I'm saying. It's in a dome. The Steelers,
1: I know the Bengals are off a buy, but Pittsburgh's defense really looked awful last week. Besides TJ Watt doing TJ Watt things, Pickett and move the ball a bit, and the Colts. I know that they fought hard. They blew a game they probably should have won. I am curious if that maybe mm-hmm. lingers. But I think both teams have weapons. I think you could see some points here. It's a very low total, but I think I'm going to lean over. I think a lot of people will blindly take the under here, but eh, Pittsburgh's defense might be coasting in reputation right now. I'll lean over. I'll go contrarian. The fact that it's in a dome is a massive bonus.
0: Yeah, I'm. Uh, that's a huge bonus, and because Matt Ryan's just way better in a dome. 19th and past DVOA for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And I really just – after watching Burrow get whatever, I mean, I know we, t- we shit on Matt Ryan and just his, deci- his decision-making his decision with the ball is, is bad. But he, he also finds just can't a way move. to put it's some a, yards.
1: It's a guaranteed sack if you have any pressure in the backfield.
0: I don't know. Um, oh, What did we call him? Uh, Toffee Vic. Toffee Vic. Okay, some wheels, a couple – uh, a couple of days ago, Vic and Matt Ryan. So, yeah, man, no, I I think I want to go over to. I understand why it's this low and why it's comically like this is comical at this point, but I think Kenny Pickett can do enough to score points, and I don't think Matt Ryan is gonna like he's not gonna not take advantage of what the Steelers secondary gives them at times.
1: You might even so, get a defensive touchdown on this. That's game. why I'm
0: sitting there like you, you, I feel like there's gonna be turnovers, but it's still going to be opportunity for points there. Like, I just don't – I don't know. I feel a lot better with Matt Ryan at home being able to put up some points against a pretty average Pittsburgh secondary. So, yeah, let's do it over on Monday Night Football. All right, before we get into our lock and team total, let's talk about the Thanksgiving free roll contest because – if you like Super Bowl Squares, then we have what you need. Our friends at Play Action Pools set us up with the football bingo contest on Thursday slate. So simple to join, free to play in the app. Once you enter, you'll get your bingo card like that's your bingo card. Print it out, uh, make another one in person, market, you know, do it like actual bingo. And as whenever a touchdown is scored on Thursday, check your card, see if you have that player. Or if you you know that person that scored touchdown, if you do and you have bingo, you can win $100 cash and an SGP $100 gift card as well. Super dope contest. Super unique. Really, really fun. Y'all make sure you tap into the Thanksgiving free roll contest. All right. Lock and team total for my lock. I just don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. Give me the over in Tennessee and Cincinnati, 42 and a half. I just don't get why it's this low. And it just feels like we're stealing. Maybe it's a trap and I fall into it, but I, I'm feeling I'm feeling froggy. So I'm jumping on it. Bengals, Titans team uh total over 42 and a half for my team total. Let's do – yeah, Jacksonville has been really bad. All right, I'm going with with the Ravens team total over. That is – oh, holy crap, I lost it. Okay, well, I'm going to give it to you in a second. I'm going to let Scott go. But I'm taking the Ravens team total over as my – so two overs for me. Ravens team total over and over in the Bengals-Titans game.
1: All right, so initially I was on the fence about this game, but the more that I thought about it, the more I actually liked it. My total lock is going to be the over 46 in the Dolphins-Texans game. I really see a great game flow for this game to go over. Miami's defense has been really bad this season, but it hasn't mattered because the offense is so good. The Texans still might be missing Stingley. They got nothing to play for. This team stinks, but they're used to garbage time, and I think they'll be able to move the ball Plus, I think Pierce can maybe get going after having a terrible game last week. So I think that if Miami is going to end up getting to 30, which I think they will, I could really see a backdoor cover here. But Miami's defense has really left a lot to be desired. I can see big plays. I'll take the over 46 in that one as my lock. And for my uh, team total, I am going to go to a Thanksgiving game. I'm going to go to the late game between the Patriots and the Vikings. And yes, I know it is in a dome, but I don't really care in the situation. I will go with the Minnesota team total under 22-and-a-half. I get that you can make a case for them maybe having a motivated performance because of the no-show they had against Dallas, but New England's defense is low-key crazy, and I'm just looking at Minnesota's offense and how they really have a hard time in pass protection. In fact, they're 8-and-2 with a negative point differential, which is hilarious to me, but New England's defense has been so damn good the entire season. They had the one slip up there against the Bears on Monday Night Football, but Minnesota really just has not used the ground game that much, even though Dalvin Cook's a good running back. But just to go through the actual defensive performances for the Patriots this season, this is points allowed going from recent, uh, most recent to least recent game. 3-3-17, three, three, you had 33 against the Bears. 15 <laughs> 0 27 against the Packers, then you had the early part of the, part of the season. But the point is, they've allowed less than 18 points in four of their la- in uh, five of their last six games. Yeah, so yeah. I really like how this defense is played. Cousins got sacked about seven times. Out of them, they can pass protect. And you know Belichick's in a game plan to just take away Jefferson, force anybody else to beat you. And I think the Vikings are going to struggle. I just think they're really not a great team, and I think that at eight and two, they're extremely overrated. Twenty-two and a half against this New England defense, I think it's too high. New England's going to try to drain clock. They're going to run the ball, try to limit possessions. I like the Vikings team total under twenty-two and a half. All right, I like it. I like it. I'll dare Especially Cousins to do something against Belichick. Yeah. We'll see what happens. And guess what? Did you did you mention prime time? I did not mention that, but it is technically prime it time prime on a time. Thursday. It is prime so, time, so
0: I mean, I kind of yeah. have to
1: like that play automatically, don't I? Yeah,
0: <laughs> yeah. So I was, I was sitting there waiting, and I was like, "Did he say that?" Maybe I zoned out for a second and I didn't catch it. But yeah, prime time. So yeah, I like that play. Good call, Scott. All right. I mean, I got nothing else. So y'all, I mean. Hey, if you aren't already doing it, subscribe to the NFL gambling podcast. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. Make sure you follow everybody. He's at Rachel Radio. I'm at really Real underscore underscore. We drop our picks on there all the time. Scott and I are back tomorrow with an insane Thursday. I mean, we're pulling out all the stops tomorrow, Scott. We're gonna have everything. We might even have a dare I say a first touchdown parlay.
1: We might, you know,
0: we've we've done crazier. Things, Let's, hey, cause know. look, Scott, you hit one, you hit one recently. I've hit, you hit one this past week in Dodger Hilliard, nineteen to one. I hit Lavisca Chanal. Like, come on, we can. Hey, we was forty-three we might have, to one on Chanel. Yeah, so look, guys, we got you, we got you. I'm super excited, and to see the New York Giants top the Dow. Oh wait, let me not, you know,
1: let me not. You don't want to jinx anything. You know?
0: Yeah, I don't know. No, I just don't want to I don't want to tell, like, what the episode is so they don't watch the episode. Because if I tell them I picked in the Giants and Cowboys game, they might not watch. Because it's so obvious. Like, nobody knows what I'm going to pick for that game. So, like, they might not watch. So now I got to keep it. I'm going to lead into it. So go and see what I pick in the Giants and Cowboys game. Just go see. Just go, just go see. All right. All right, guys. I taught you all enough. Nothing else to say, nothing else to do, no other idea how to win in the podcast, but I'm just in it with Yeah.